Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. To first strike, first look here on a Tuesday as we get ready for Saturday night's main event between Holly Holm, the former champion, at taking on Ketlin Vera in what should be a very competitive bout here in the Bantamweight division. To help us break all these things down here on a Tuesday before we get to Saturday night, he is the one and only Nick Kalikas. Follow him on Twitter as I do, at Fight Odds. And, of course, sets those numbers that you see each and every week right behind us on the set at First Strike when we're at Circus Sportsbook. Nick, great to have you back on. Before we talk about this uh, Vieira and home main event, I do want to look back to last weekend. What a bizarre way for the main event to go down between Alexander Rakic as he has a, a knee situation in the third round. And because of it, Jan Bohovic gets a TKO victory. How did you guys make out with that? Because again, so unpredictable. If you had Rockets in the over, you feel like, wow, what a bad way to lose. If you got Bohovic in the under, what a great way to, way to win. <laughs> Very well said. So it depends on uh, which ticket you have. You're going to kind of feel out the correct answer. A lot of people are going to obviously be a little bit biased to where they bet their, you know, put their hard-earned cash or not. But yeah, overall, honestly, we did take a loss there. Despite the line movement, a lot of people, I think, don't understand that. I mean, the, the line movement went towards Rockich, and we actually needed Rockich at post to win the fight for us to profit. So we ended up taking a loss as a sports book um, because of the injury, but you got to credit Blahovich as well. I mean, he started obviously mm -hmm. teeing off on that leg early on. And I think that's what inflicted the damage to actually impact the other leg. And of course, later on, we found out that Rakic already had an injury going into this fight a few weeks before that too, to that same day, he said. So a lot of stuff kind of to deal with, but as far as the booking end of things goes, yeah, it definitely did impact us. And it, we ended up taking a loss because of that. He actually was, a minus 330, 350 favorite heading into round uh, three, um, with wow. circa at least. So, yeah, a lot of places had him a little bit higher as well. And Nick, very quickly to that end, so Rockage was such a big favorite going into that third round in, in a fight after a very close first round. Maybe Blahovich wins it. But the second round, Rockage clearly dominant on the ground. You put those live numbers up. Did, did you get a lot of people then backing Blahovich because the number was so big and therefore led to the loss with, with, uh, with the knee situation? We did. We'd had more bites on Blahovich because, again, he was so game in that fight. You know, we, we knew we were going to track some dog action, especially after the first round. Right. So, I mean, yeah, the, the public did come in and bite on, on the dog, of course. And, and we needed Rockets, even with live betting to come through for us as well. So, yeah, it wasn't a very good main event. But thankfully, I mean, across the board, it was a good event for us. So we were able to make up, you know, for that loss with the other fights on the card before that. So it wasn't a bad event overall, but we did take a loss in in-game and for the pregame, I guess you would say, uh, for this yeah. Rockets and Blachowicz fight for sure. 
And again, that's why I, it's, I think if you're especially in the area uh, to follow you on Twitter at Fight Odds because you're going to put up those numbers uh, as they change round to round. they got to be quick on the draw to get some of those good numbers that you guys put up each and every week. But that's how in-game betting uh, has really changed the landscape here. Again, only one minute between rounds. So you got to be quick with your, th- with your thumbs if you want to get in there. Uh, here as we sit on a Tuesday, Nick, and we look ahead to Saturday night. And again, it's first strike, first look. So on Friday, we're really going to break these these fights down uh, in further detail on first strike on VEASAN. But I, I do want to talk about Holly Holm against Ketlin Vieira here in the main event. And look, when you have Holly Holm in there, this is a, a she's going to go down as a Hall of Famer. She's, you know, the first woman to beat Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, the former champion, of course, in the Bantamweight division, now taking on Vieira here. And Holm's still a solid favorite at minus 250 is what I'm seeing here. What do you guys have at Circa? And has the number already moved from when you first put it up? It has moved, and, and the action is coming in towards home. It looks like market-wide. In fact, as we're speaking right now, I see steam coming in on the Donbass screen towards home as well. So we are probably going to make a, a slight little adjustment here when I get off the phone or when I get off this call, I should say, <laughs> because we don't want to get, you know, we don't want to have sale numbers and get buried on anything. So a lot of times we will move on air as well, or we'll probably take a hit before, you know, like I said, we're done with the show as well. So the action is coming in towards Holly Home. Um, we personally opened it around minus 200 for home. Uh, the comeback was plus 175, and as we sit, we're at minus 215, plus 185. But again, nothing crazy as far as action goes as of yet. Playing a little bit more defense, because I think stylistically, this is a very difficult matchup for Vieira. I mean, Holm is a very complete fighter. We know that. She should have the striking advantage. I mean, technically speaking, she's one of the best strikers we've ever seen in that division, of course. And then, of course, the ground game is improving for Holm as well. So Vieira should have the edge as far as pure jiu-jitsu on the ground, but Holm's wrestling is coming a long way. So stylistically, it is a very difficult matchup for Vieira. So I think a lot of people are going to be on the Holm side leaning that way. But once it gets to a certain point, point, of course, we will see some action come back out of Vieira, no doubt about that. And exactly, Nick, when you look at it stylistically, you really don't see a pathway to victory for Vieira with the hands, right? This is a fight that she's got to try to take down to the ground and use that Brazilian jiu-jitsu to try to get a stoppage here. You're seeing the total here uh, right now over four and a half in a potential five-round non-title fight here, uh, juiced heavily to the over four and a half rounds. uh, Over 250 is what I'm seeing here. Any movement on that since you first posted those numbers? Well, it looks like there is a little bit more movement towards the over on this fight, and it, it probably will continue to trend that way, Mark White, again, because I think a lot of people are believing that Vieira, it's going to be hard for her to finish home. Unless she gets her back, or again, on the ground, I think she has the best possibility to beat her if she can submit her, but it's not going to be an easy task. So I think a lot of people are assuming this fight will hit the scorecards, and home will outpoint her by decision. That's why she's favored here. Because home, I mean, she has finished fights in the past, but again, she doesn't have that crazy one-punch knockout power. I mean, her head kicks are nasty. She's finished fights mm-hmm. in you know, via head kick oftentimes, right? So maybe the head kick is there for her, but as far as a pure knockout goes, it's more than likely not going to happen. So that being said, that's why you're seeing such a chalky over here. And it does make a lot of sense. It does. And again, we try to find you pathways to victory and first strike in here on, on first strike, first look. So the, the the idea there is if you wanted to shorten the number a little bit, home by decision feels like the more likely pathway for her. Uh, Vieira by stoppage, right, would be the more uh, likely way that she wins because we just don't see uh, a great opportunity for her to win the card. So do you think that will get it bet accordingly for the two pathways for the uh, challenger here in Vieira and the big favorite in home? Absolutely. And I think you you hit the nail on the head right there. That's the way to bet. If you're going to bet home and you think she's going to win, she's probably going to win by decision. So maybe take a stab at that. Or like you said, if Vieira wins this fight, it's probably going to be inside the distance. So maybe lean that way as well. But 
the decision prop for Vieira is going to get bet as well. I, I guarantee that because people are going to probably consider this a close competitive fight as it goes. And if it's a scorecard, it probably will be. I'm not saying Vieira can't maybe steal two rounds. We see it like a three to two type of decision for home. That's very possible here as well. So I do think we will see more action on Vieira, probably by decision that we would the other side of things home by maybe finish inside, if that makes sense. It does make it makes a lot of sense there. So again, maybe the best pathways that you want to try to find for your betting dollar uh, before you get to Saturday night. I do want to talk about uh, what's the the uh, co-main on this one, which should be it could be just a wild fight when Santiago Ponzinibbio against Michelle Ferreira here. Uh, right now, a very evenly matched contest, at least with the odds here. Uh, looks like Ponzinibbio about plus a dollar, Ferreira uh, about minus one twenty is what I'm seeing. What do you currently have? Has there been any movement so far on this one? Minus 125 for Pereira. The comeback on Ponzinibbio is plus 105. And there hasn't been a lot of action on this fight yet. But this is another spot we're probably going to play a little bit more defense on the Pereira side here. Um, it seems like that's going to be the way the line's going to move, at least early on. And then I would expect some buyback on Ponzinibbio as we get closer maybe on fight day if this line does continue to go Pereira's way. Because I think that's what it looks like, at least early on, as we get closer to fight day, right? And what a fight. Like you said, this is probably the best fight on the card as far as from a fan's perspective. I think a lot of people are looking forward mm -hmm. to this card for sure because, I mean, two people that are willing to stand and bang for sure. Ponzinibbio is the more technical striker here for sure. But Pereira has that crazy wild aggression. <laughs> and, of course, he's developing that conditioning a little bit better. That cardio is getting better and, and developing that ground game to go along with it. So he is probably the more complete fighter at this point. But, again, Ponzinibbio is such a vet and, and such a hard out. So I love the matchmaking here for sure. Once you put up odds, Nick, for fight of the night, uh, you know this one would have gotten hammered on that on that <laughs> option because this has got fight of the night written all over it. I want to go a little bit deeper on the card here and get your thoughts whenever you have the former uh, Alabama linebacker Eric Anders on the card. Uh, you know he's going to draw some excitement against Park uh, Young, Jean uh, Yong here. And you look at these two fighters at middleweight. What did you guys uh, open up that line on? And are you seeing Anders being the more of the, the well-known commodity, if you will, taking some of the money early on? Yeah, we are seeing some of that right now. If open around minus 200, it's, it's around minus 210, believe it or not. But we do have more action on Anders despite that. Again, it's, it's one of those things that I think more people, more of the MMA betting community is going to lean on the park side. But like you said, Anders is definitely a savvy vet. It's just with him, it's it's so hard to depend on. I think fight IQ a lot of times with Anders. You know, he goes out there mm -hmm. like in his last fight against Munez. You know, trying to take the fight to the ground against a submission guy. That's not exactly what you want to see with a fighter that has a clear path in other areas. Meaning that in that particular spot, he probably should have kept it upright and try to you know knock Munez out instead of taking mm -hmm. the fight to the floor and, and end up getting submitted or whatnot. That's what he tried. So fight IQ is what bothers me sometimes with, on the Anders side. But again, I mean, he's been in there with some great competition. Of course, I mean, if you look at just the resumes alone. I mean, Anders definitely has fought in the who's who compared to Park, right? So, but that being said, Park has been more impressive as of late. He seems like he's on the rise where Anders, again, he's kind of hit or miss where you see the consistency. So I do think more people are going to be prone to bet Park. We're going to see more Park parlays coming in as well. But this is a tough spot because I think it will be fairly competitive. You know, Nick, one of the fight on, on this card that I think really is competitive, at least by the gambling numbers here so far, is Pollyanna Viana against uh, Tabitha Ricci here. And what do you make of these two women in strawway? Because this is really, uh, by the naked eye, should be a very competitive, close potential three-round matchup. 
I agree completely. I mean, this is going to be interesting because Tabitha Ricci definitely likes to take the fight to the floor, kind of grind people out a little bit, has a great jiu-jitsu game. And Vienna, her path to victory as of late has been by armbar off her back or whatnot too as well. So she's capable of finishing the fight, and she's comfortable fighting off her back. That might not be a good idea against Ricci here. But, again, Vienna has a little bit of length. She's got more experience against higher-level competition as well. So the public betters early on are biting on the Vienna side. We open her minus 140 for Ricci. The comeback on Vienna at that point was plus 120. And now what we're seeing is actually minus 120 on the Ricci side. The comeback on Vienna is even money. So, again, Vienna is the more, I think, popular fighter, the more public fighter in this spot. And, you know, coming off, again, submission victories here, when you know the path to victory for Ricci, typically speaking, will be taking this fight to the floor. I think that's why people are intrigued here and betting Vienna. I got to ask you about one of the fighter, because whenever Chase Hooper is on the card here, Nick, I go, is he legally old enough to be fighting? Because he still is the babyface assassin. Uh, he's a, a dog here. About I'm seeing about plus 150 uh, against Felipe uh, Calaris here. What do you make of young Chase Hooper? Look, when you watch the guy fight, you know he can fight, but you just wonder, is this like a Sage Northcutt situation where maybe a little bit too much too soon? Or do you think really he's a live dog in this spot? Man, it's tough because Hooper's always a live dog because of his submission ability. If he takes your back or he gets around your neck, anything like that, I mean, this guy could finish you. That's where he's so dangerous, and that's why he gets—he always gets respect from the betters, from the odds makers, because we have to believe in that finishing ability because he definitely has it. But that being said, on the feet, he's still a work in progress, and if he can't get mm -hmm. the fight to the floor, he's a mess. I mean, we see it time and time again. So Kolaris is definitely the fighter with the advantage on the feet here, and we have seen action coming sharp action actually hit the Kolaris side early on so we opened around minus 165 and we're sitting at minus 180 on Kolaris right now um, and I expect that to be the sharper side of the two again Hooper's ultra dangerous and depending on where this line is I'm not saying go out there and lay Kolaris because as you're getting closer to two to one it gets a little bit more dangerous of course right minus 165 to minus 200 is a big difference so be careful out there but that being said again the sharp side seems to be Kolaris because he should have the ability to keep this fight on the feet and if he does he's going to have a significant striking advantage but again you got to respect that jujitsu from Hooper Absolutely, you do if you can get this fight down to the ground. Very quickly, Nick, before we wrap up, any other fight on here uh, that you've seen sharp movement on uh, early in the week here as we sit on a Tuesday? Yeah, Andrew uh, Kwani's taking a lot of sharp action. We're going to have two-way action on this, and sharps are going to be conflicting on against Todorovic uh, and Andrew mm -hmm. Kwani, but Andrew Kwani seems to be the sharp side here. Again, Todorovic is a little bit more wild in his aggression. I mean, his... He's a little bit inconsistent. His cardio seems to not be there at times either. And Andrew Kwan, even though he's not a household name in the UFC, I mean, his brother's a former UFC fighter as well. And this guy's been around for a long time. And he's an elite-level striker. So this should be more of a striker versus striker matchup. And Andrew Kwan is definitely the more technical and I think the more durable fighter of the two. So you are seeing Sharps come in and lay that chalk, lay the minus 200, 210, minus 215. Right now we're at minus 235 for Andrew Kwan, the comeback on Tor. Tor uh, <laughs> what a name to say on the other side of it. <laughs> right, Tor. Todorovic. Yes, <laughs> Nick, it's, it's always a pleasure. It is. It should be a great fight as well right there, even though the numbers right now are uh, almost 2-1 to one for the favorite there. Uh, again, you got to follow him on Twitter, at Fight Odds. Does a great job each and every week uh, with us on, on First Strike. And again, very quickly, Nick, on ESPN On The Line, when people check you out, what are they going to get? Yeah, we have UFC on the line, of course. All the pay-per-views we have you covered, and, of course, some fight night events as well. So make sure you log into UFC Fight Pass. Get a subscription if you don't have one. The library alone for fight fans out there, for betters to kind of study and watch film on UFC Fight Pass is amazing. So it's definitely worth having. And, of course, you could catch Yanni the Greek, myself, and Brendan Fitzgerald on UFC on the line for the pay-per-views and, again, some fight nights. We cover all the aspects of gambling, of course, and our best prop bets, our best bets as far as straight bets, everything there is to know about betting on the card. So check it out.
There it is. It's a great show, by the way. Hey, Nick, always appreciate the time and the information, my friend. We'll catch you on Friday for First Strike. We'll catch up on. We'll catch up in about three days. All right. Looking forward to it. Enjoy the week. There he is, everybody. Nick Leak is again. Follow him on Twitter as I do at Fight Odds. This has been First Strike, First Look. We'll see you on Friday for First Strike right back here on Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.